One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. Okay, tonight I want to talk to you guys about prophecy and getting ready to meet the God of the impossible. Prophecy is something that uh, the Lord actually uses. It's a, it actually uh, represents His voice, His vision, His calling, His purpose for your life. And oftentimes, prophecy comes when the Lord is ready to take you out of your current place into a new place. And that always involves transition. Within that transition, there's going to be a time where you are going to be challenged in extreme ways. You're going to be challenged to actually believe what the Lord has said and believe beyond anything that is presented to you in the natural world to endure, to hold on, to hold fast, to actually uh, knit your heart to what the Lord has said. And, you know, I just want to kind of preface prophecy. I'm here to minister to you guys, but I want it to be fruitful. I want you to actually embrace everything the Lord has for you because he does everything by speaking. When he speaks, he's speaking to the darkness, right? The, the book started, the book of Genesis started, the whole Bible, the whole story starts with nothing but darkness. And the Lord actually speaks into that darkness and he does it on purpose. He actually hunts down the darkness. He hunts um, the impossible place and he speaks into it. And what, what does Genesis 1 say about it? It says when the Lord speaks, when the, when the light that comes from what he is saying enters the darkness, it says that the darkness could not stop it. The darkness didn't have a chance. It was the light that overcame and conquered the darkness. And that's symbolic of prophecy. That's symbolic of the Lord speaking into people's lives and them being changed and transformed. As an example of this, in Luke 1, uh, there's a story where the angel comes and speaks to Mary. And when the Lord uh, sent the angel to speak to Mary, it was on purpose. It was to actually uh, set her up to recognize that her life is going to get totally messed up. Everything that she trusts, everything that she counts on in the natural, um, she is no longer ever going to be normal because the Lord is taking her from what is a possible life to an impossible life. The angel actually said to Mary, after he said, you're going to have, have the son, you're going to have the, you know, the baby Jesus Christ, um, and there isn't going to be a man involved, right? It's impossible. And so she was actually impregnated and the angel preps her to carry the child through pregnancy, to birth the child, to raise the child into his uh, adolescence, uh, into his teenage years, into his 20s in preparation for the ministry of Christ. Mary 
had a major role in the life of Christ. Okay, and when the angel was done prepping her, he said this to her. He said, with God, nothing is impossible. Why does the angel say that to her? Because that's the way the Lord works. He, he speaks into the impossible. He speaks into the darkness. He speaks into something that doesn't exist and calls forth as though it is, as though it has already been. And at the end of the day, guys, that's the Lord. He is, he was, he is to come. He, he was, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it says that you were actually formed. You were actually on the heart of God before the foundations of the earth. So there was a plan for you. And there are books in heaven. If you read Hebrews chapter 10, it says, Jesus said this, behold, there is a book written of me. I come to do your will, O Lord. Can I tell you this? Every one of you, there's a book, multiple books written of you, defining who you really are according to the will of God. And this world is an illusion. It has put a false identity on people. It has stifled people. It has condemned people. It has imprisoned people. It has broken people. It does evil to people. That's what Satan does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? And the purpose of prophecy is to break that darkness. It's to break that yoke. It's to break the, the, and the enslavement, the enchainment, the confinement, the imprisonment. It is actually to loose you into your heavenly identity, to reveal who you really are in Christ, and to establish you and move you from what is impossible to possible, okay? And so, to illustrate this, I, I want to I tell you about, um, you know, some of the prophecies that I received, um, several of them back in 2011 that were trans, life-transforming to me. In 2011, I had, at this time, you know, I was uh, in my early 40s, and uh I had been, uh, I, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, supernatural transformation. Um, I encourage you to get, to get my book, The Key of David, that story and all of that is in there. And that was supernatural in and of itself. But around the time of 2011, the Lord started prepping me for another level of impossible, another level of the supernatural, prepping me for a version of me that did not exist, but he was calling it forth through the prophetic voices. And, and in one of these prophetic words, um, this youth pastor uh, spoke these words to me. He said, um, the Lord is calling you to be a pastor of pastors. You're going to travel the world. You're going to uh, speak into men who lead organizations and churches, and you're going to change those those organizations through the leaders that the Lord leads you to speak into. And that was, that was beyond my comprehension. That was beyond my ability. That was beyond anything that I had ever experienced at that point, because, you know, I was kind of happy where I was. I was ministering the church folk. I was, I was using the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I had a view 
and I had I was functioning in a limitation that was um, limited because I was comfortable and uh, actually very happy at the time, um, just ministering to the church people that the Lord, you know, brought into the church and the different ministries that he had me leading and, you know, different work in the community and kind of street power, power evangelism on the street. Um, I was perfectly happy with that because my view, my version um, had not yet embraced or, or the Lord's will had not yet been revealed that would take me into the next thing that the Lord was going to do with me. And so, um, you know, that sent me down a path of uh, really following the Holy Spirit in a way that I had not done at that point. Um, and actually, um, you know, through a, a, another series of supernatural encounters with the Lord in, in one dream um, in 2015, the Lord came to me. He laid a cloth on me and uh, handed me a one page book. And in this one page book, he actually opened the book. And um, it, it said this, uh, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils and baptize them in the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, he then spoke these words. He says, a man from India will call you go. And again, this this is happening in a dream, guys. And uh, when I woke up, all I can tell you is the hair in my arms was standing up. I was electrified. It was a, it was a supernatural thing. And uh, seven days later, a man from India called me. Um, it was a pastor. And um, he said, hey, I saw uh, a message you preached on YouTube. Um, I had a dream. You are to come to India. And, you know, the Lord had prepped me. This is beyond my comprehension. This is beyond my ability. Um, this is beyond my comfort zone. Right. This version of David Cuppet did not exist until the Lord started to speak to me and reveal the next version or, or began to unveil who I truly am fully in Christ. And so, you know, I end up um, going to India for the first time in uh, January of 2016. Um, I end up speaking. Uh, I, I am doing crusades with thousands of people, um, uh, you know, we're going to churches, three, four, five churches a day. People are getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. People are praying in tongues. Hind Hindus are coming off the streets, praying, praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, people are being healed. Uh, demons are being driven out of people. Um, but the most profound thing uh, gets back to the prophecy that the Lord gave me in 2011, which is that you will be a pastor to pastors. Up until this point, I didn't work with pastors. Okay. And, um, during, during this first mission to India, um, I was there for about two weeks. We ended up ministering uh, to about 400 pastors. And the, the majority of these guys come in and they know nothing about the Holy Spirit. They, they know a form of Christianity that is essentially powerless. Um, they don't fully embrace the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They actually weren't, they weren't really taught. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I spend days with these pastors and at the end of it, everybody is baptized in the Holy Ghost, weeping, they're praying in tongues, they're, they're prophesying, they're seeing visions for the first time in their life and they're having encounters. 
And, um, you know, this is, this was the beginning of what the Lord had prophesied that I would be a pastor to pastors. And I, and I really didn't know what that meant, but, um, you know, somehow the Lord just kept opening these doors for me, um, and working a full-time job yet somehow, uh, spending, um, in some years, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten full weeks on the ground in India. Um, at this point, I have uh, ministered over 150,000 Hindus um, in India, uh, and and more importantly, back to the prophecy, I have I have ministered um, and worked and equipped with over 5,000 pastors and church leaders in India, and. You know, this is uh, th this is something that is way, was way beyond my comprehension, my ability. But the Lord spoke; He spoke into something that did not exist and called it into existence. It wasn't something I dreamed of. It wasn't something I um, just desired to do. The Lord actually uh, spoke through a man. He prophesied to me that I would be a pastor to pastors, and um, you know. Again, I'm I'm still I you know I go to I'm still going to India. I'm still working with you know hundreds of pastors every time I go, and uh, I'll do it as long as the as the Lord sends me. Um, but you know this this has also uh, you know worked its way into what I do here in the United States. Um, you know, in 2019, the Lord. Uh, uh, started speaking to me about Toledo, Ohio. Um, the next thing I know, I get a job offer. I get moved uh, to Toledo, Ohio, and uh, the Lord prompts me to start a school. Um, we, st we called it the School of the Holy Spirit. What it actually is, is an equipping center uh, where uh, you know, anybody from the city, um, we have, we have people from churches all over the city. We have, uh, pastors that come in. And when I, when I'm working in this place, you know, I, I begin to minister, I begin to prophesy over people, but we always allow the Lord to, to actually have his way with these pastors. And, um, you know, just as an example, uh, this, this, uh, one particular pastor, we'll call him Jimmy. Um, Jimmy made his way into the school. Um, he was intrigued the first couple times he was there. He's asking me questions. He's, he's wondering about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the thing about Jimmy is Jimmy, um, Pastor Jimmy was leading a church of about uh, 350 to 400 people, um, a pretty, pretty significant uh, sized church. Um, but it was a, a theology that uh, actually refused the Holy Spirit. They did not embrace the Holy Spirit himself. They did not embrace the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They did not believe that God uh, still speaks today, um, you know, let alone prophecy and healing and tongues and interpretation of tongues and all the gifts of, of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is actually, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is actually just... Um, a description of the different ways the Lord speaks into people's lives and, and, and what he does. Um, they, they didn't do any of that. And so, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy keeps coming. Jimmy, Jimmy's texting me during the week. Hey, can we meet? Can we have coffee? And we're talking. Um, I prophesied a couple things to him, um, about his church, uh, being transformed. 
and that the Lord was going to work a miracle in him, that he would be a sign and a wonder to the city of how the Lord takes um, something impossible and makes it possible, something powerless and makes it powerful. And, you know, that might be a hard word. You may say, well, how can a guy leading a Christian church be called powerless? Well, that's the word of the Lord. The, the word of the Lord actually says um, powerlessness is not representative of him. His church is a church of power. His church is a church that would cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. It would do the supernatural. It would speak into the impossible and call things that don't exist as though they do. And it would suddenly be possible. People that can't walk would suddenly walk. People that can't talk or hear would suddenly talk or hear. People that can't see would suddenly see. That's the, that is the church of Christ. That is what he said would be evidence of his presence, not somebody who can regurgitate scripture. Uh, and, and we'll just leave that for a whole, no, whole nother day. But Jimmy keeps coming. Jimmy keeps coming to, to the school. Um, and one night, it was, it, was a, it was a hot service. It was uh, just one of those things. The presence of the Lord was thick. Um, people end up, you know, they're weeping in the presence of the Lord. Uh, you know, there's pastors that uh, never prayed in the Holy Ghost, they get baptized in the Holy Ghost, they, they, they start to pray. Jimmy ends up um, on his back. We, we were laying hands on Jimmy. Jimmy um, uh, goes out um, in the power of the Holy Spirit. He's, he's laying on the floor. And suddenly Jimmy, um, after about 10, 15 minutes, Jimmy sits up and he's shaking and he's trembling and he's praying in tongues. It was supernatural, right? And so Jimmy ends up, you know, several weeks go by, Jimmy, Jimmy's calling me, what do I do next? How do I do this? Nobody in my church believes anything about the Holy Spirit. This is impossible. I said, yeah, well, I know the God who takes what is impossible, speaks into it and makes it possible. And so we started to pray together and uh, one thing led to another, um, there was uh, several other people on uh, what Jimmy calls his leadership team um, that heard Jimmy talk about his experience at the School of the Holy Spirit. And so they end up coming. And so there's this one night where uh, Kara, um, a, a person that, uh, you know, is on Jimmy's leadership team, um, I called her out. I started to prophesy over about a gift of healing. Her hands literally started to burn and the Lord was confirming to her how real the calling was upon her life to pray for people that they would get healed, that her hands literally started to burn. She fell to the ground. She's weeping. She's shaking. She stand, we get her standing back up. I lay my hand on her. Um, she gets baptized in the Holy Ghost. She starts praying in tongues. That's not the that's not the wildest part of this story, guys. Um, she prayed in tongues. She could not stop praying in tongues. The next morning was actually Sunday morning. Jimmy calls me. He goes, I don't know what to do with this. This is like I've never seen this before. He goes, Kara is still praying in tongues. She's been up all night. I said, well, obviously the Lord's doing something with her. I said, why don't you, because the prophecy over her was that she would lay hands on the people and they would be healed. Why don't you, after you preach today, call her up and have her pray for people? Well, guess what? He calls her up 
um, people who are in need of healing who don't actually believe in the power of the Holy Spirit suddenly come forward and she starts laying hands on people and people start getting healed. Jimmy's in shock. He doesn't know what to do. He calls me after service. Oh my goodness, what does this mean? What, how do we handle this? What's next? I said, well, bring, bring some more of your leaders. So he, bring, he brings in this other guy. His name's Gabe. Gabe gets baptized in the Holy Ghost and suddenly Gabe starts seeing the vision of the Lord. So I have Gabe standing beside me all night long helping me prophesy over people. Gabe gets activated in prophecy. There's another girl. She's there with Gabe. She, she begins to minister in different gifts. And suddenly, Jimmy, who five, six weeks ago was leading a powerless church that didn't believe in anything about the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Holy Spirit, suddenly now Jimmy and his leadership team are baptized in the Holy Ghost, believe that God moves, and they actually transition their services from simply a guy talking about the Bible into having these leaders stand in front of the church and ask anybody if they need prayer. They begin to pray for people. People start um, receiving prophecies. People start um, being healed People start literally being baptized in the Holy Ghost by these people. And it all happened because a pastor came. Can I tell you the influence and the ability, the anointing that's on a pastor leading a flock of people is a, is a supernatural thing. The influence of that pastor can change the whole congregation by what he believes. But needless to say, um, Jimmy's whole theology started to get uh, transformed. It he, His mind actually began to be set on the Holy Spirit instead of just trying to bring a good message about Scripture and applying Scripture to life. And those are all good things, but Jesus didn't say that you would know me by Scripture. He actually said you would know me by my voice and that I would confirm what I'm saying to you by the demonstration of the power and the Holy Ghost. And people would, who walk, who, who come lame, who come sick, who come not knowing who they are in Christ, who don't even know Jesus, would be transformed. And there's a supernatural thing now happening in Jimmy's church. And, you know, this is a, this is a pretty big deal in Toledo. There's, there's very few spirit-filled churches that actually believe fully in the Holy Ghost. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, you know, if you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 2 suddenly becomes real. It, it suddenly, Acts chapter 2 in the day of Pentecost and the coming of the, of the mighty rushing wind suddenly no longer is just for the uh, 11 remaining apostles. There's a lot of theologies out there that say, oh yeah, that's just, that's, that's just for the 11 remaining apostles and that's dead. That's a lie from the devil. Can I tell you that um, Paul, who wrote the 80% uh, of the New Testament, wasn't even actually with the original 120 who were in the upper room. That's right. Acts, Acts chapter 1 uh, says that there was 120 in the upper room praying for God to come, for the Holy Ghost to come. And that was the promise of Christ, that he would, he would be raised from the dead. He would ascend into heaven. And he said this in Luke 24, he said, stay in the city. I'm sending upon you the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay. And the evidence of the Holy Ghost is that the Lord speaks to people. 
right? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are, are, are just a manifestation of the, of the way the body of Christ is able to speak into each other's life. And no longer are you simply depending on one man in a pulpit. You're actually dependent on hearing the voice of God and speaking into people's lives and covering each other in love. That's what the body's supposed to be. That is a powerful body, not a powerless body. A powerless body never hears God for themselves and simply comes to church willing to sit in a pew. But a, but a body, a church body, a people who hear God come to give to each other because they're able to hear God, not only for themselves, but they hear God um, for, for the body, for each other. And those... Uh, out on the street who can't hear God, period. And so, you know, the evidence of, of uh, the evidence of prophecy ultimately is that what is spoken one day comes to fruition. Okay. So my question to you is, have you met the God of the impossible? Do you hear God? Do you ascend the mountain in your prayer time to hear the Lord? You see, because I'm here to tell you there's always a new glory. If you're if if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost and you've been stuck in the same place for the last 5 years, there's a new glory because we're going to hear the Lord for you and we're going to press in with you expecting that you're going to hear and believe along with the prophetic voices that we're bringing here this weekend. We're going to speak into the impossible place. We're going to speak into the place that is imprisoned and chained and, and limited you, just like Jimmy, just like the entire church that Jimmy is now leading a transformation of in a supernatural thing because of a prophecy that was spoken into him that actually went back 10 years ago. Do you not think that the Lord had Jimmy on his heart when that prophet came to me and said, you're going to be a pastor of pastors. Not only are you going to minister and lead people on the street or inside of the house of God, but the Lord is going to send you to places to awaken pastors into the supernatural. Do you not think that the Lord had a plan for Jimmy? There are thousands of pastors that the Lord has sent me to and story after story of what I'm describing you with what has happened at Jimmy's church. And so I'm telling you that those stories so that you as as you receive prophecies and words of knowledge and different ministry things I'm going to do um, to you individually this weekend, that you will not just walk away and say, oh, I don't know about that. But you will actually embrace what the Lord is saying to you. And so the question, the question, um, the question I have for you is, do you live in the impossible? Because a person who knows that uh, the angel spoke to Mary, you know, the, the, the symbolism of Mary being impregnated, carrying a baby, birthing the baby, and then raising the child all the way up to becoming an adult and being in a place where Jesus launched his ministry, that was because Mary carried a prophetic word. She believed when there was no reason to believe other than the angel spoke. And then suddenly she wakes up one day and she's pregnant. And she could have decided to abort that baby, but she didn't. She believed because the Lord spoke through the angel and said, nothing is impossible for God. You will birth the Son of God. 
And that's a picture of prophecy. When a prophecy comes to you, that prophecy impregnates you. And you have the ability to carry that prophecy, to birth that prophecy, to raise up the prophecy, to expect the prophecy, to believe it, to become it. You actually live it or you can abort it. I can prophesy to you and you have the ability to refuse it and walk away and, and um, turn your back on what the Lord is trying to reveal in your life or you can pursue it. And, you know, when I received that prophecy that I would be a pastor to pastors, I actually started to pray that. I actually started to decree what the Lord had spoken to me, even though even, no, I had no idea that it could ever happen. I started to pray and I would say, Lord, you called me as a pastor to pastors. You called me to prophesy to pastors. You called me to anoint pastors. You called me to awaken pastors. You called me to lead pastors. You called me to do something that is way beyond my ability, but I believe you. You speak into the impossible thing that does not exist yet in my life and you call it forth. I believe the books that you have written of me instead of the darkness that does not exist around me. And I encourage you that as I prophesy over you this weekend, some things are going to be instant. Some prophecies are about immediate deliverance. Those are actually words of knowledge. But a true prophecy is about something that the Lord is calling you into. And it could be, it could be a week from now. It could be 30 days. It could be six months. It could be five years, right? It wasn't, it was five years after um, the 2011 prophecy that suddenly I'm in, in India ministering to hundreds of pastors at a time and laying hands on them and seeing guys that do not believe in the Holy Spirit suddenly baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues and lives supernaturally changed. Okay, so I encourage you that as I prophesy over you, you know, you actually embrace it, right? You have to actually make a decision. You know, if you actually don't believe what I'm saying and you think it's false, then, okay, you call it false prophecy. You can call it what you want. Um, but you have to make a decision in your heart, okay? You actually have to believe that, um, you actually have to believe supernaturally that although it doesn't exist, the Lord is calling it forth, Right? Because your belief, your knitting in your heart to what is prophesied to you will actually aid to bring that forth. And, 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 I, and I, I just pray over you that um, you'll not abort your prophecy, okay? And so, you know, like I said, I, I didn't have a context of what was said to me that you will be a pastor of pastors. I had no context. It was beyond my imagination, imagination. But after, you know, now after over 5,000 pastors baptized in the Holy ghost and, and working with these guys and, you know, these guys are calling me all the time, um, doing, you know, Facebook stuff and, you know, helping these guys from a distance and, you know, there were, there's, there have been years, like in 2019, the Lord actually made a way. I actually spent 10 weeks on the ground in India and every day ministering to pastors, churches, and crusades of thousands of people. How does that happen? It's not possible. I'm still trying to figure out how can I work a full-time job 
have a wife and three children, and somehow the Lord gets me on the ground for that amount of time in India. And when I'm in India, I preach and minister from sunup to sundown. I usually preach at, a, at uh, anywhere from two to four churches a day um, when I'm not doing a pastor's conference. And at night, we're always doing crusades. Some nights, the crusades are as small as 500 or 1,000 people. Other nights, crusades are, are 10,000 people. That's not possible. But if you decide to dwell in, in uh, what the Lord says, instead of the limitations and the darkness that this world puts on you, you will see a supernatural, profound explosion of the glory of God in your life. And so I'm encouraging you in this because I'm, I'm actually encouraging you to expect in what the Lord has said. When you begin to expect in what the Lord has said, that seed, and pro prophecy is a seed, okay? Think of it as a seed that is planted in the ground of your heart. And you have the ability to abort it. You, have, you can let it be choked out by the thorns. You can let it be scorched by the sun. You can let the world choke it out. You can have all these excuses. But if your heart holds on to that seed, and this is what I'm talking to you about is the parable of the sower, right? If you study the parable of the sower, the seed falls on uh, different types of ground. It says if it falls on good ground, it will reproduce 30, 60, and 100 fold. That's what, pro that's what a true relationship with the Lord is. We are all designed and should be awakened to hear his voice. So whether you hear his voice in dreams or visions, which is the evidence of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in your life. If you do not have dreams and visions, then I would say to you, you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit and we need to get you baptized in the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is a compensation for those who have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit or those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit that the Lord actually wants to speak directly and awaken something through another person. To confirm with you what the Lord is doing to you. Okay? And so I encourage you that as these prophecies are spoken into you, that you begin to expect it because your expectation, the way you pray, the way you believe it, the way you speak it into existence with the Lord will reveal and cause that seed to suddenly sprout out of the ground. It will appear. It's a symbol that, that as, the, as the seed becomes a tree, it sprouts out of the ground, right? It grows up and suddenly produces fruit. And that's what I expect right now, okay? You see, the Lord has now changed my thinking. My mind is now aligned with my heart. And I now think with what the Lord revealed to me in prophecy, suddenly sends me and positions me to minister to these pastors. And now, you know what I think now when I see a pastor? I think, how in the world can I get this guy baptized in the Holy Ghost? How can I equip this guy? You know why? Because that guy, the average church in America is between 80 and 100 people. Okay? That one pastor has an influence and an ability, just like Jimmy, who is now transforming his 400-member church into baptizing the Holy Ghost, casting out devils, praying in tongues, having visions, seeing dreams, all because he's embraced a new theology in the power of the Holy Ghost because of a prophecy that I gave him that his church was going to be a sign 
to the city of Toledo. Okay, so when I look at a pastor, getting back to this expectation thing, when I look at a pastor, I don't look at one guy. I look at a hundred people. And you know why? Because when the Lord started talking to me about my impact and influence in India, 5,000 pastors is actually 5 million people, right? 5,000 5, pastors times roughly 100 people per pastor. That's 5 million people who will one day be baptized in the Holy Ghost because their pastor is now teaching them and believes in the supernatural and that God speaks today. That the baptism of the Holy Spirit and Pentecost is for you today. And I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. It has actually changed the way I pray today. No longer do I just pray for a couple thousand. No longer do I just pray for about 10,000. No longer do I just pray for a hundred thousand. No longer do I just pray for a million. Now, I know I'm, I'm crossing boundaries. I'm beyond many of your ability to even comprehend that. But no longer do I just pray for five million. No longer do I just pray for 10 million. I've asked for the nations. Then somehow the Lord sends me to the most populous nation on the earth. India has 1.3 billion people today. And I'm asking the Lord, why not, Lord? If you can position me to influence 5 million, how about you position me to influence 50 million? I pray for 50 million people to encounter the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, that they would see visions. According to Joel chapter 2, they would see the vision of the Lord. They would see, see your vision through dreams. They would hear your voice. And that they would do the supernatural. They would pray in tongues, prophesy all the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And the voice of God would be so pre predominant in their life that no longer would they look like dead religious men. But they would look like the supernatural power of Christ and those in the upper room. And those who to even today follow and believe in Christ and actually do and become what he prophesies in their life. So I don't know about you, but that pumps me up. I want to hear the Lord so much more today because you know why? 16 years ago, before I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, I was a drunk. I drank myself numb because I was, I, I, I had a, I had a great job. I had a, I had a great family, but there was something missing. There was no life. I didn't see a reason. And somehow the Lord invaded. He answered my heart cry then. And how do you take a person from powerless, hopeless despair into now influencing thousands and hundreds of thousands of people in India? How does that happen? The Lord speaks. The Lord speaks. All I can tell you is when the Lord speaks, the darkness cannot stop it. The darkness cannot comprehend it. The Lord drives out the darkness and suddenly fruit is the product of the voice of God. So I encourage you this weekend, guys, as the prophecies come forth to you, you hold on to them. You begin to believe. You begin to believe. You begin to hold on to what he says to you. Amen. You know, about the same time in 2011, I had another prophet come up to me and he said this. He said, the devil is afraid of what you're about to become. Think about that. Man, that one wrecked me. 
That one absolutely wrecked me. Because when you mix the other prophecy, right? When you mix the prophecy that said you'll be a pastor to pastors and that the devil was afraid of what you are about to become. There is a war, guys. The enemy is afraid of what you're about to become. Can I tell you, every one of you in here has a purpose and a calling on your life. There is something supernatural that the Lord has called you to do. And there's a new anointing that the Lord is going to put on you this weekend. He's going to speak into your life. He's going to call things that do not exist as though they do. And you are going to step into um, new places. You are going to become things that you had no comprehension or ability ever before. The Lord's going to take people in here from drug addicts, from broken, from powerless, hopelessness, you name it, and he's going to call people, just like he called me, out of that junk to one day go to a nation and influence leaders of men. Amen? And so I want to emphasize one point, right? Romans 12, 2 says that, be, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? The renewing of your mind is actually the element of you not looking to the limitations of the world around you, but you will dwell in what the Lord is saying to you. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? There's a reality of the world around you that you have to deal with, but it's actually an illusion. The enemy, Satan, has a target on your back, just like the Lord has a plan for you. Satan has a target on your back to limit you, to bind you, to break you, to destroy you, and actually to kill you. Satan's job is to kill you, to limit you, to keep you bound in curses, to keep you bound in limitations. And so there's, a, there's an element to you setting your heart and setting your mind on what the Lord has said to you that will, uh, it will increase the speed and rate of you stepping into what the Lord has prophesied over you. So I encourage you. Every day you remind the Lord, you remind yourself, you prophesy what was prophesied over you. You prophesy the dreams and visions that the Lord is giving in your life and watch how quickly you become what the Lord has spoken to you. Amen. The Lord has come to set your heart free. He's come to break those lies um, that, that, uh, that limit you. And I encourage you this. There's a, there's a lot of false theologies out there of, of from, from, from organizations that don't actually embrace prophecy. They kind of do. They let you prophesy, but they don't embrace it. They don't teach you how to hold fast to the prophecy, right? If you, re- if you read Ephesians chapter 6, Paul's talking about standing fast in the evil day. He's actually talking about the rhema word of the Lord. If you go down to verse, if you go, if you read uh, uh, Ephesians 6, chapter 18, you know, he's talking about all the armor of the Lord. He takes above all, you take the sword of the spirit, which is the word. The word word there is the word rhema. He's actually saying the word rhema is actually the voice of God, the prophecy, the dream, the vision. That's like the real time voice of God. He's saying that is your sword. It is your only offensive weapon. It is the only way you will stand. 
You can actually put on all the other armor. You can go to church. You can have friends. You can have all these other things, you know, salvation and redemption and all the, you know, the, the, the armor, the, the head, the, the headgear, the, the, the shin guards. You can have all that stuff. But if you don't have the sword of the spirit, which is what the Lord has spoken to you, there is no way that you will stand. In fact, you'll become a victim. And that's the reality of today's church is the majority of it is a victim instead of one who knows that they've already had a victory. They've already won, that the Lord has already written a book about you, that there is a plan for your life and that he has come to speak, whether it's through dream or vision or through the prophetic voice. He is speaking to you. He is giving you the sword. And by that sword, you will stand in the evil day and overcome the darkness. The light will shine into the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. It cannot stop the sword, which is the prophecy. So I encourage you, you hold fast to the prophecy spoken over you. Don't listen to the lies that say, oh, well, okay, you just received a prophecy. Put it on the shelf and let's see if it really happens. The majority of those don't really happen. Because that seed never entered your heart. It never, you never became knit with it. You never became one with it. You never entered into the glory that the Lord was revealing in your life. So I encourage you when you, when you receive the prophecy, you write it down, you record it, you listen to it, and you begin to preach it. You begin to speak it. You begin to call forth what you are going to do, the nations you're going to go to, the cities that you're going to baptize in the Holy Ghost, the drug addict infected um, drug houses that you're going to walk into and the power of God's going to be with you and so powerfully on you that, that, that drug addicts are instantly made whole and new and meet the living God. That's the impossible being made possible because of a person who believes the prophecy. Okay? Paul told Timothy, wage a good warfare by the prophecy spoken over you. Become what is prophesied over you. Amen? You know, I just, I want to pray for you right now. And so, so Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every person here that courage and boldness would come upon them. Lord, that their heart would be fueled by the prophecies, the visions, the dreams. Lord, that you speak into their life, that they would truly reproduce. I pray for everybody here, Lord, tonight, that they would reproduce 30, 60, 100 fold. I pray for some in here, Lord, that are so burning in the Holy Ghost that they would even reproduce a thousandfold. I pray for some. I pray for some who would reproduce 5,000-fold. I pray for some who will even go to the nations and baptize 100,000 people in the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, even for the few who hold fast to what you say, who will go and baptize a million in the Holy Ghost, who will introduce them to your voice who will become what you call them to do. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, for anybody in here right now. Lord, I pray right now, just as Jesus said, do not leave this city until you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray for every person in here that the power of the Holy Ghost would come upon them, that they would pray in tongues and prophesy. Lord, that the supernatural uh, power of the voice of God would flood their hearts with light, that the spirit of revelation would fuel them daily. Lord, that they would expect in the supernatural and they would do 
great and mighty works. As you said, those who believe in you, that they would do great and mighty things. Lord, I pray for them right now. So Father, in Jesus' name, just right now, um, you're going to begin to feel a fire, a burning in your belly. Um, we're just going to begin to pray in the Spirit. I encourage you right now, just begin to pray with me. The Lord says that when He speaks to you, when you let the voice of the Holy Ghost, that's what tongues is, the voice of the Holy Spirit, when you let the voice of the Holy Spirit pray through you, He prays the perfect prayer for you and actually calls the Father to speak. So Father, in Jesus' name, let the gift of tongues be magnified in here tonight. Let people burn in the presence of God, burn in prayer for you, Lord, that they would hear you. Right now, Piarabasote Breana, Dijando Dostia, Breala Labete, Karinde Butala Beende Broto, Shabende Alalabasia, Prea Baba Ando Bosele Embe, that's it, that's it. Piarabasote Brea Mama Ando Bre, Dia Lalabete Bre, Beinde Breana no Boba, Adea Babare Ite Desti Breti, Shimbre Alalabasumbe, Alalabonde Brende, Shalabo Sibre. All right, guys, watch what the Lord does testify to each other and encourage each other over the next days, weeks, and months as you hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org. D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G or fivestonesministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Transfigured, The Call of the Horseman to Awaken the Church, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.